Live from Beit Shemesh and broadcasted around the world, you are listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Nahum Klegman. Interviews and advice from Jewish entrepreneurs from around the world. Listen, learn, be Masliach. Welcome to episode 43 of the From Entrepreneur. Now, I've got a little bit of a surprise for you. Today, it's Daniel Geffen interviewing Nochum Kligman. Nochum, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Daniel. It's an absolute pleasure. This is very weird, Nochum, because this is your show <laughs> and I'm interviewing you. Yes, yes, that is, that is actually happening. First of all, I, I appreciate... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, you interviewed me on your show. What episode was it again? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, number, uh, it was one of the best episodes we ever uh, did. Uh, absolutely. But you should remember every single episode. So how <laughs> much is there? I have 43 episodes. You think I remember every single one? I think it totally climbed was number two. If that it, was easy. Wow. Wow. The Video Sparks guys were number one. Oh, no, Dove Gordon was number one. Video Sparks was two. Totally Climb was three. And then everything else is just like, a blur. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. But why are you Why are you interviewing me on my own show? Do you, I have absolutely no clue. Do you want to tell the audience why I'm doing this? I will. T- I will tell everybody why you're interviewing. Basically, it's like this: for a long time, well, there's a couple of reasons, but mainly for a long time, people have said, "Hey, let me. We want to hear more about you. It's great you interview all these awesome entrepreneurs. We want to learn more about you and your story." And I've been putting it off for a while because uh, I wanted to wait for a good opportunity. And I've been working on a couple of great projects. Uh, one is a book that I just published, and the other is a new startup. So I said, now would be a great time to be interviewed. And rather than interviewing myself, because that would be awkward, I decided to take my protege, the great Daniel Geffen, oh, stop to do it. the interview for me. <laughs> oh, you are that, you are awesome. First of all, I want to introduce Daniel. Uh, those of you know him because you listen to, to the uh, podcast episode. But actually, since that episode, Daniel uh, started his own podcast called – Can I Pick Your Brain? Can I pick your brain? And uh, where he interviews also awesome entrepreneurs, not necessarily from, not necessarily Jewish, <laughs> but awesome. And he does an awesome job and he, uh, he really, uh, you know, knows how to run an interview. So I said, you know what, Daniel, I'm welcoming you back to my show and you're going to interview me. Well, and he was all, in, you were all into it and, uh, I'm very appreciative of it. Well, one thing you left out, Nochem, is that, uh, you're the one that trained me to uh to start the podcast show and uh in fact i had this idea of doing a podcast because nochum approached me to have me on his show and i enjoyed being a guest on the show so much that i i i thought to myself after it's like this is what i want to do this is amazing so i said to nochum after i said nochum how do i start a podcast show and nochum said well I could, I could teach you. And literally within two weeks, I had my first episode up. And that was about, I think, was it seven months ago, Nochum? About seven months ago? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So now I've had 20,000 downloads and we've done about 45 episodes. So thank you, Nochum. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, I don't want people to get discouraged because what you did is not normal. You know, <laughs> usually, you know, if I train somebody, I'm teaching them, it'll take them months before they really get ready and get everything up and rolling. But you were a natural at this. You were a perfect, perfect voice, perfect attitude, perfect personality. And plus, your episodes keep getting better with every episode. So obviously, I'm going to link to um, your show in my show, which is the show that you're hosting now with interviewing <laughs> me. But yeah, but it's, uh, okay. you know, so let's, enough, let, let's rock and roll. Let's enough get about, going. I, enough yeah. about me. Enough about me, Nochum. Let's find out more, <laughs> more about you. So what was your background? Tell us a little bit about Little Nochum. Little Nochum. Mm. Well, so first of all, I, I was born and raised in Pasek, New Jersey. I went to uh, Hill Academy as a kid. And then, uh, you know, people ask me, well, what, you know, people that have, who live in Pasek now for 20 years, 30 years, I say, you know what? I, I was born there. I went to Hill Academy. My mother was born in Pasek and went to Hill Academy, which is now uh, Yeshiva uh, Beit Hillel. Mm-hmm. And um, we and my great grandfather actually came over to Pasek in the 1920s. So my family goes way back, you know, Pasek almost 100 years now to Pasek. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, I went to high school, uh, JC, MTA. I actually dropped out of high school because it was too boring for me. How you old know, were I'm, you? I'm, I'm, uh, 17, 16. Mm-hmm. I think it was 16. I was, it's basically, I was too, I was, you know, I'm very, I'm not book smart, but I'm very, very street smart. And what I did is I enrolled myself in college, what was supposed to be my senior high school. And, uh, that was actually, um, a brilliant move on my part because there it was a less, uh, it, it was more like I was in control of myself. You know, if I did my homework, I didn't do my homework. You know, nobody said anything. I was responsible uh, for myself to to show up to classes. If I didn't, nobody called my mom to say, hey, how come you didn't show up? You know, it was just like a whole different atmosphere for me. And I flourished uh, in college, although I was only there for, you know, uh, for a year. But then um, 
Israel came calling and I ended up going there for the year, which mm-hmm. ended up being five years. So for those, for those listening that are not familiar with Hillel, people are listening from Europe and other countries, what, can you explain what Hillel, is it a from, uh, organization? Yeah, Hillel, Hillel Academy was, uh, is modern orthodox, uh, grade school. Mm-hmm. You know, I went there from, obviously from, uh, nursery actually through, uh, through eighth grade, graduated there and then uh, went to high school. So do you, do you think you were always a from entrepreneur? Well, I was always from and I was always an entrepreneur. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. I mean, truthfully, you know, if you want to talk about what makes an entrepreneur and like someone just asked me recently, can you be trained to be an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not something really you could be trained with. Being an entrepreneur, it's a certain personality. It's a certain, you know, uh, I don't know what to say, I guess personality or, or skill set that you need in order to be able to succeed. And, you know, I was always very entrepreneurial. You know, I used to do, you know, I was one of the best babysitters, uh, you know, growing up in Passaic. Uh, you know, I was probably the only male uh, babysitter, but people loved me. My kids loved me. Um, but I also used to shovel snow when I was like 10 years old, 11 years old, uh, you know, for $5 a house. You know, it's eight bucks if it's with a driveway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it was, uh, so I was always into making money in high school. I was doing, uh, I was selling baseball cards. I used to go to trade shows. As a matter of fact, Gary Vaynerchuk, who, uh, you know, people, some of those listeners out there know, uh, he was very big into baseball cards in the same area. We actually went to the same trade shows and I actually remember him as a young kid. No way. I think, I, I, yeah, I think he's a year younger than me or something, but, but we were like the youngest kids at these trade shows, uh, in Parsippany, New Jersey mm-hmm. at the Sheraton or something like that. And, and, uh, he was this other like little, you know, young kid that would like had their own booth, you know, selling cards and stuff. And so I was, you know, I made a lot of money actually back in the day in, uh, with baseball cards. And, uh, yes, I've always, uh, really been entrepreneurial. You know, I find interesting uh, also on my show as well. A lot of the, a lot of my guests, they talk about their, their background and how, you know, when they were seven years old they started their first business and they started this and i'm kind of sitting there going well, i didn't do that i mean i basically didn't do anything until i was about 23 years old like my whole <laughs> my whole childhood was was pretty much you know daddy give me money and he gave me money so <laughs> right so i don't know if if necessarily just because a person you know didn't have all these different jobs um when they were younger means that they're not an entrepreneur i think that Oh, hundred hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not, yeah, it's not. It's not about um, your experience. Whenever you start, but it's about a personality. Correct. And you, you're, you know, you always had the personality. I mean, you're into Kirov uh, for a while. Correct. And you know, it takes a lot to be able to stand up in front of people, and you were selling them. Right. What you were selling was the most amazing product the world has ever. Oh, I, you know, I, I was selling. Right. I was selling when I was four years old. I remember when when I wanted something. <laughs> there you go. I, okay, I would go ahead. Scream, yeah. I would scream my head off until my parents went and got it for me. I didn't give up. So, but what would you say, Nachum? I guess is an like I hear the word entrepreneur thrown around like it's it's like the word guru and and all these other terms that you hear and to be honest with you it doesn't really mean anything to me like what what is what if you were to define an entrepreneur without using the word entrepreneur what does it take for a person to to be an entrepreneur so it, there's a couple of things but i think the the main thing that comes to my mind is a lack of fear Right. That's the first thing is that you got to have a real lack of fear because, you know, fear is what holds most people back from trying something new. People are afraid of uh, what what others are going to say about them. People are afraid of failing. Right. And so I think there there is a lot of risk taking in being an entrepreneur. Most people are happy just having a safe job. Uh, you know, working nine to five or somebody coming home with a paycheck. But, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. But so I, I think it's a lack of fear. But also the the, the other uh, main thing is that someone who likes to be in control of his own destiny. Mm. Right. I always growing up uh, and I, my parents could attest to this. I, I always had a problem with authority. Right. It was uh, like I didn't feel like it was my, I felt it was my life. And maybe that's why, I, you know, I didn't do so well in school, you know, uh, growing up. Because you know, I, I felt like, okay, who are the teachers to tell me what to do, right? Right. I was, I didn't like rules. I didn't like to be restricted. I liked it to be able to do my thing and go out and to create. And I was always a very creative kid uh, and creative person. So, you know, I, I think that attitude of like, I, I, I just couldn't see myself working so hard to make someone else money if I could be making myself money. And I also, if I, if, if like a, if a chag came up or if you know, I wanted to go to, uh, you know, an event for one of my kids, I don't have to ask somebody permission, hey, can I take off from work this this day? Or, you know, can I go to my kid's, you know, school to, to watch them on a play? You know, I wanted to be able to have, to make the decisions of doing what I wanted to do. And the third thing is the, being creative. 
right? Having ideas and visions and, and, you know, coming up with concepts and ideas and, and the drive. And like what you mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when, uh, of always being selling and, and, you know, having that drive to not take no for an answer and to keep moving forward. And no matter how many ups and downs to keep going and keep going, keep going till, you know, you can't, uh, you couldn't do it, you can't do it anymore or until you're successful. Right. And now you've built a very successful and valuable brand called uh, From Entrepreneur. And, and it really, well, I think a lot of the listeners, obviously they know about the podcast, but you've also recently come out with a book called The From Entrepreneur, which has done really well. And you've also got uh, webinars going on. You know, when did it all start? What gave you the idea to, to start this brand? Okay, so there's two things. So first of all, you know, the the from entrepreneur, especially the podcast, the idea from it started. I I, I had started a um an apparel company for special needs kids called Mianzi Fashion. My my buddy and clockmaster Ellie Mondro was uh, my partner over there, and we had a, it was an incredible incredible learning experience. And I put everything everything I could into it. I mean, this was a, a project of passion and, you know, putting in my heart and, and it was something I really believed in and wanted to see succeed. And I just, it, you know, sometimes things just don't go right. And, you know, manufacturing in China, as much as I tried to, to learn about it and to, you know, do it, I just got, I just kept getting messed over by the manufacturers and I had to switch manufacturers and everything else takes so long, you know, before you, you see a material and then they have to send you the material, then you have to check it and then you have to approve it. And then, you know, and, and just like, I think we, I once wrote down all the steps and from deciding on what article of clothing you want to make to a finished product on the stores, there was like 60 different steps. Wow. And 60. 60. And every step of the way, and you know, the, it, something could go wrong and there could be a delay and it may have nothing to do with you. So I, I you know, I, I went with a the manufacturer that ended up uh, messing me over and then I went with another manufacturer and then I got some investors that um, really uh, messed me over, you know, broke their contract with us and basically put the company out of business. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And, and so when I came out of that, I was just you know, and I, and I've done the startup thing, you know, you know, on big projects, you know, four, four times, four or five times mm. where you just put everything into it, you know, work the uh, 18 hour days. And I was just, I was just burnt out after mm-hmm. everything I'd gone through. I was just totally burnt out. And I said, you know, what? I got to take a w- off from this starting a business thing. And I said, you know what? Let me take a breather. Let me see. I always loved helping people. Uh, I always loved giving business advice. People come to me all the time. And I said, you know, I did about, um, I guess about seven years ago, Nefesh Nefesh asked me to do a seminar on uh, entrepreneurship and starting a business. And so I did a seminar called, I think it was the Ten Commandments of Starting a Business. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and, yeah. And it was, and people, uh, and the feedback from, from that seminar was phenomenal. Like the people really loved it. As a matter of fact, a good friend of mine now, Avi Zuber, was at that seminar and, and that's how we first met up. And do you know Zuber? You ever met him? You must have I, met him, I've, right? I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Oh, you got to yeah. meet him. He's an awesome guy. Right. So, so, I, so, and, and, it made, and, and the feedback from that was just phenomenal. And I, I was like, huh, you know, this is some great material. And I said, you know, and I started planting my head. I said, why don't I take this and make it into a book? Mm. And so I wrote the uh, first draft of what's now the, the book is now called The From Entrepreneur. Right. By the way, I have I have a copy of that book and I've uh, been through it. And for those listening, if you haven't got a copy, you need to grab one like right after this episode. <laughs> And I, and and uh, because we're always selling, uh, I'll put a link to where you can buy the cop. First of all, it's in stores England, Australia, uh, all over the states, Canada. Wow! But you can also buy it uh, directly online from me at uh, fromentrepreneur.com/book. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll put the links in the uh, show notes. And so I decided that you know, so I, I wrote this first draft. Probably took me about three or four months, and it sat there. I didn't know if I was going to publish it or how I was going to do it. And then finally, I said, you know what, I'm going to move forward. Oh, so I wrote this draft and then a friend of mine uh, actually was starting a business magazine and he asked me if I would write for the magazine. And I said, you know what? I have this book. I'm not doing anything with it yet. Let me take chapters from the book or, and I'll just copy and paste it and, you know, clean it up a little bit for a magazine and uh, sent it in. And uh, the feedback from those articles were fantastic. Even today, people said, oh, you used to write for Business Magazine, right? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. And um, and people really related and loved the articles. So that gave me the motivation to so, you know to really push the book forward. And so it was right before I was starting uh, Mianzi, the, the apparel company, that I, I was going to – I was spoke with a publisher. And then right when I was ready to get started with them, I said, you know what? I have this new company. Let me see what happens with it because I think it would be a great story for this book. Mm. And then, of course, after two years, when the company uh, ultimately had to close, it wasn't such a great story for the book, although there is some important lessons from it. But 
so then that, when I finished that and I, I said, you know what, let me do this podcast. Let me work on my book. And I said, you, you know, and so I really cleaned up the book, Mosaic Press publishing it and they did a phenomenal job. Yeah. They took like all me, all my notes. And, you know, the first thing they did was they, they took this book, which, you know, was probably at the time about 150 pages, whatever it was. And Jerome tore it to pieces and made like over, I don't know, there were hundreds of requests and clarifications and asking to add something here, add something there. And so when I got that, you know, guidance, I just reworked the book. And then when I was finished, it was still only like 90% done. And then they go through a whole editing process and it gets edited and edited until, you know, it, it has a smooth flow. And then when it came to the book design itself, the inside, like I wanted something that really stuck out. I wanted something different because this book is different. And, you know, even though it's geared towards a firm world, really nothing like this has ever existed before where it's a entrepreneurial book and a business book, how to, but through the eyes of a, of a from person. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, I, but I wanted the book to really stick out and to look beautiful. And they did a beautiful, you can download a free chapter on my website as well. So you could see what I'm talking about, but it's really, they really did a phenomenal job and I'm so excited. And, and the feedback already on this book has been tremendous. Now I'm getting calls and emails from people. As a matter of fact, I, I was just in, uh, in my shear. Uh, I go to a shear every morning and uh, a couple of days ago I was in the shear and um, I was telling my Rebbe something about my book. And then someone else who was in the room, who was not part of the shear said, uh, what, what book did you write? I said, it's called The From Entrepreneur. He says, oh, I bought it. I love it. And <laughs> I want so you, funny. I want you to give classes on it. I was, I was going to call you. It was just so funny. And, and it's uh, it's and it's really the most exciting thing. But so that was the first thing, like how it got started, how I came up with the idea. Well, you know what I find but, really interesting, Nachum, though, is that you wrote this book before you started the podcast. So essentially, the book was really the beginning of the From Entrepreneur. That is true. I thought I want to get to the foundation. Though, I, thought it, exact- I, thought it, I thought it was the other way around. I thought you had the podcast show, which you called the From Entrepreneur, and then on the back of that you decide to write a book so it's very interesting this is the first time i'm hearing this oh well so on that the, the original title of the book was not the from entrepreneur oh what was it i don't know if i should tell you should i tell you go on okay so the name of the original title i actually have a book cover because someone designed it for me <laughs> they've all posted um uh you bender who's a phenomenal designer yeah he's uh, he signed oh uh, you've worked with you already yeah. known from uh subs yeah so he he uh designed the original book cover uh, I'll post a copy of it because it's really cool. And it was called, You Must Be an Idiot. Oh and my thing, goodness, you joking me. I promise you. It. And other things you need to know before starting a business. I'm really glad you didn't uh, <laughs> go with that title. <laughs> well, I wanted to, but Feldheim, who was distributing, they refused the title. Yeah, I don't blame them. <laughs> but the, um. But the cool thing about it is that you could have, you could have had a sequel called, uh, You Must Be an Idiot too. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually very funny. I didn't even Isn't think that about great, that. Right? That's good. That is great. That's a good Remind one. me to get that domain now when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, 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 what was happening was that besides the, f- the feedback from the from the original articles and, and from the original book I was doing, people were consulting with me all the time, and I wasn't doing consulting for money uh, at the time, but. You know, cause I just, I did it like, uh, I took 10% of my mice or 10% of my time to be able to help people. And cause I really genuinely love helping people. And it hurt me so much to see people spending good money on bad ideas or to spend, or there, or, or there could be good ideas, but they just don't know how to execute the ideas. Hmm. And you, you are a guy was, of ideas, aren't you? you? You're, you're pretty much an ideas guy. I would say that if there was like one, I, I wouldn't say skill or one gift, obviously all my ideas are 1000% from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but you know, I am, I do, I am very good. I'm very good. Shem gives me great ideas all the time and actually started sharing some of my free ideas and videos, mm-hmm. which you can see on my website as well. I decided, you know, after I'm, I'm tired and ti- I'm sick and tired of always seeing like years later ideas I had someone else does like years later. Like for example, the latest one is that is Cofix. I came up with the idea for Cofix about two years before the first store even opened. Oh man. Uh, and, and it was like a, it was a dollar store for food and, and stuff. And, but you know, I, I can't, and I write, and I write all my ideas down. I have a special file where I keep all my ideas, but I can't do every one of them. So I said, you right. know what, let me start giving out my ideas to people. Let, so let me uh, ask you, let let me ask you a question, Nochum, just to get practical here for the sake of our listeners, because I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this who, who they also have a lot of ideas. I mean, I'm also pretty much an ideas guy. I would say my creativity is, is one of my greatest gifts. But what, what do you say about the, there's an expression that uh, ideas are worthless. They're, they're a dime a dozen. You know, I mean, you know, so people, right. loads I, of ideas. people say that people say, and this is a long standing fight. Is it the idea or is it the execution? 
And I'm here to tell you that it really need both. But first of all, everything begins with an idea. If you don't have a good idea, you got nothing. And then execution, like I know a company, uh, I'm not gonna mention the name, but they, you know, they were able to execute an idea, an original idea, uh, fantastically, but then many years have passed and they were never, they were not able to, they weren't able to innovate. They had no new and fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the product just sort of fizzled out. And you see that all the time. Just because you can execute something brilliantly and you have your MBA and, and, and you know how to, and you know your accounting and you, and you know how to dot your I's and cross your T's doesn't mean you're always going to be innovative. And so you always do need, a, you know, an innovator. You need an idea guy. You need somebody with vision and seeing where things are going, what's happening in the world, what's happening in technology, you know, what's happening in your industry, being on top of things. So you're always innovating and, and, and staying fresh. Right. Right. So I mean, go ahead. I knew a guy. I knew a guy who, who it was a good friend of mine. And, and every week, I mean, seriously, every week that I met, that I met him or I saw him in the store, in the park, wherever it was, he would always tell me, oh, I've got this new idea for a business. It's going to be worth millions and da, 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 and he'd go <laughs> on and on. Yeah, after about 20 times of, of, of hearing him say this, I, I kind of like, I felt sorry for him because he, he, he kept having these great business ideas, but every single other week he had another idea and he never really did anything with them. So, so what, what would your advice be to someone listening to this who has all of these ideas, but he just doesn't know how to take action? He doesn't know how to really, you know, take those ideas and, and develop them into a successful business. That is a fantastic question. And, and so I should clarify that yes, you have to have the idea and you have to have the execution. But what makes, and going back to what we were discussing before about what is an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur is someone that takes the idea and makes it come to life, right? You're right. People have ideas all the so, time. So let's get practical here, Nachum. When you say take it to life, because I hear a lot of, you know, people say things like take it to life, make it happen, but that doesn't really tell the audience exactly what they need to do. What, what would be your first step if you had someone uh, coming into your office right now saying, Nachum, I've got this really good idea, and it is a good idea, because the truth is there's a lot of ideas out there that stink, and they're, they're, they're not going to go anywhere, like, you know. Right. But, but let's say it is, so I guess the first step is first, is this a good idea? So first of all, how do you know if it's a good idea or not? And then take us to the next step of what they should do. What's the next action step? So the, so first of all, I've, you know, Baruch Hashem, I've become very, very good at understanding people's ideas and knowing, you know, I, I, I hate, it's not like tooting my own horn. I don't like to do that, but like I, I have become very good at understanding, you know, if an idea is good or not. How do you know if an and idea is good? What do you do to, it's, to it's, you find know what? out? It's, it's just based on my all around knowledge, based on, on being on 25 years of, of being an experienced entrepreneur, of going through the ups and downs, of having failures and having successes and going through the grind and constantly learning everything. I, I actually, you know, my book goes through all that. And in the book, I go through all the different steps, what you need. Uh, you know, from the time you have an idea to how to launch it and be successful with it. So that's actually what the whole book is about. So mm. Like, mm. if you want to go into deep detail, don't you, you know should what? buy the actually, book. I've got a good idea. <laughs> I got a good idea, Nachum, because I, I want to get into the, to the book like a boss, which is your latest venture. I want to get into that a, a little bit later. And I think when we get into that, maybe you could take us through the stages then. Uh, if that, does it, is that, does that work for you? Yeah, that does. It's actually one of the things that I like is that I'm following my own rules in the book when uh, launching a book like a boss. So. Okay, amazing. But so let's get back to, to, to again, the from entrepreneur, because you were talking about how you, you had this idea for the book. You had a crazy title, which thank God, you know, you didn't publish. <laughs> okay. Even though there's a great sequel to it, but you were writing the book, the from entrepreneur. Then you, you came up with the idea for the podcast. How did that come about? Oh, okay. So what happened was, is that I, you know, and the, I always, so I was, I was saying before that people come to me all the time with their ideas and I give them help, but it just became too much. So first of all, one of the things I saw was that 90% of what I was telling everybody was coming to me was all the same thing. It was just 10% was tweaked to their specific idea or to their personality, but 90% of what I was saying over and over again, I said, you know what? I can't, I can't scale this because I'm only one person. I said, you know what? With my book, right? I, I could, you know, I could hit thousands of people at mm-hmm. one time. And, you know, this time someone, some, someone comes to me and says, Hey, you know, I have this idea. I said, Hey, read the book first and then right, let's, right. let's talk. And it lasts forever. And, and it lasts forever. Like in, in 20, 30, 40, a hundred years from now, people could still be, you know, picking up your book even after, I, you know, even after you're gone. I mean, I'd may have asked him. 
I, I hope so. I mean, about people still buying the book. Right. <laughs> but, um, so, so I, so that was one thing. That was one big motivator. And then, so when I, I told you when I got burnt out from my, my last startup, I said, you know, I want to take a breather. I love helping people. I was looking for something to do the, that, that, and I love entrepreneurship and I love talking to entrepreneurs. And I started looking around and, and podcasting was just coming back into vogue, you know, a couple of years ago when I, or about a year and a half ago when I, when I was started this podcast and, um, I just said, you know what? This is a great way. Let me interview other from entrepreneurs as a way to inspire um, people. So as part of my mission, and the from entrepreneurs mission is to help people succeed. That's what I love to do. It's, it's like, you know, they say the highest form of tzedakah is giving somebody a job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I could help people create companies or businesses, you know, while following Derek Torah, but at the same time using common business sense, Right. And knowledge that I've gained, you know, and and, that, and knowledge that we learned from other entrepreneurs that, that I speak about in the book. Right. So then I can help people be successful and they're going to hire more people. So it's like my, you know, it's just I, I love to help people. And it's just this was a great way to do it. So so I had the podcast. That was a great way to start it. And I, and I said, you know, I'm going to start working on my book. And Baruch Hashem, the book is published now. And the podcast has, you know, is, is extremely well received. It's literally listened to all over the world. Although, of course, the majority is in America and, and Israel, but I, I had people in Asia listening to it consistently because I'm in able Asia. to track where the – oh, you know how it is. So you, we could track where the episodes are being uh, listened to. Yeah, but, and, but why um, would an Asian listen to the From Entrepreneurs? It's pretty interesting. Well, it could be Chabad. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> it could be. Right. I'm sure it's not Asians, but there are a lot of from. Uh, I wonder what well, the word. I wonder what the word from means in Asia. Maybe it maybe means like billionaire or something. The billionaire entrepreneur. They're probably like, oh, oh, billionaire entrepreneur. Oh, from. Oh. Well, that's what I could tell you. Just a quick funny story about that. When I when I was looking to name my apparel company, and I came to the the word, and and I came up with the word Mianzi, which meant a um, face <laughs> of dignity and prestige okay. in, Swahi- in Swahili. Right. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Face of dignity, dignity and, pre- and prestige in uh, Chinese. Chinese, right? Right. So I named the so I named the company Mianzi uh-huh. because wow, we're building you know dignity and prestige for our, our for our wearers, right? Mm. People with special needs. Yeah. And when I went to China. <laughs> and I was meeting my manufacturers and I was so proud of myself. I handed my business cards and, and, you know, uh, when, when going to China, it's a very, it's a process when you handle, you don't just hand over a business card like here, check this out. There's like, you have to bow and you have to hand it over in two hands. They take <laughs> wow. this and you look at it and it's, it's like a whole process. And so, and whenever I give them and say, yeah, Mianzi and they would look at it and they were just so, um, uh, you know, and, and I, and I kept waiting for the, Wow, what a great name. Yeah. name. And I never got that. Mm. And it wasn't until, <laughs> until like three months later that some, that, uh, some, I heard someone, uh, in a video talk about Mianzi because I, I would, you know, get Google, uh, results for anybody, anytime, uh, anything with the word Mianzi came mm. online. So I would get a news alert, right? Yeah. So I heard someone speak it and it's not pronounced Mianzi. It's pronounced like Mianz or something like that. <laughs> okay. So I'm telling all these people in China, my company Mianzi and I get no reaction. <laughs> It's totally because I'm just totally misread. I don't know why I thought Mianzi would, would right. be pronounced like that right. in China. I just assumed. And, uh, anyways, that's Listen, I, it, could, it could have been worse. I mean, you know, Mianzi could have meant something, something completely offensive in China. That is so. true. That is true. <laughs> that's brilliant. That is true. Anyway, so, so I, so I had, so I had the podcast and I mm-hmm. had the book and now I started doing webinars, um, which is something, you know, an, another way to, really help um from entrepreneurs whereas the podcast is inspirational the book is like to do and 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 how to follow Mm -hmm. so the webinars are more detailed you know like how to run facebook ads or how to do marketing how to do you know how to build your brand how to you know all the all these different topics that i'm going to be covering over the next months and years hopefully right right and then um let me ask uh, you a qu- let me ask you a question Nachum, about the podcast for a second because because your listeners I- I'm sure they've wondered you know how do you make money doing this I mean it's all very nice that Nachum is 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 doing this service for the for the from entrepreneurs that are out there that that want to listen to other entrepreneurs it's it's a wonderful service that you do Nachum, and you've had some amazing guests on here especially one I can't remember his name I think it. Daniel uh, Geffert. Oh, from, yeah. from, from Jeffers. <laughs> so, Jeffers. Yeah, yeah. So, but how do you make money doing it? And I get this question all the time as well, especially from my wife. You know, how, how are you going to make money with this podcast? So, what? Is that? Yeah. That's a great question. So the motivation when I did it was not necessarily to make money from the podcast itself. It really came from a place of, you know, wanting, to, I, I wanted a break from starting companies and I just want to do something that's interesting and that was, would be helpful to people. And so like I've had a couple of episodes where people, um, sponsored the episode and, I, and, uh, you know, I did bring in some money that way, but someone that wants to make money in podcasting and, and truth is this has happened to me, even though it wasn't my, 
reason or goal, but it turns in I have made a lot of money for my podcast because I do business consulting. I do coaching. I, I you know, as I mentioned, about, I was about to mention that I'm also going to be doing online um, courses soon. Mm. And so like and people have contacted me and I've, you know, start, I've built websites for people. So I've gotten a lot of business and a lot of coaching consulting business because of the podcast. So I in, technically I have made a lot of money because of it, but that wasn't the goal, the reason for, uh, behind it. Mm-hmm. But for example, how do you make money? So now I have a book out. Right? If I didn't do this podcast, you know, and I didn't have tens of thousands of listeners, then it would be a lot harder for to sell the book because nobody would have heard of me. Right. But now I have a built-in audience. People have heard of me, and and I hope, and, and it's actually it's something you know. Uh, Gary Gary Vaynerchuk always says, and he has a, uh, a book, jab 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 right hook, mm-hmm. right? Give 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 give, and then every now and then you could ask. And, and Gary's the master of this because he gives tremendous amount of content for free. But then when he comes out with a book, he asks people to buy a book. So I'm hoping that people will say, you know what, I gained a lot. I love his podcast. I love that he's not charging for it. He does other things for free. He's doing these uh, webinars for free. You know, he's, he's, so if he, you know, hopefully someone will say, okay, you know what? Let me buy his book. That's a show of appreciation. It's a law of reciprocity, right? Right. Right. So, you know, and, and, and again, I hope, and the book hopefully will lead to, to other great things. But, you know, as we, you, you sort of hinted to before, I have a new startup. And so I look at my startup life as really the way to make money. Although uh, my coaching business and the web design business has been uh, picking up uh, lately, you know, I, which I do through my main company is called Idea Go. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, the, it's funny. You talk about the shoemakers, uh, some sort of shoes. <laughs> I just launched a new website at ideago.com, but I haven't had time to finish writing out all the text so it looks beautiful oh boy but I, I just i'm I have, to, I have quite a few clients that i'm just trying to finish their sites what and is i'm I, launching this new company what is Diego? go ahead what, what, sorry no, what, go what ahead. is what is can you just explain to the to the audience as well what is Diego? Diego, it's where ideas go right that's the uh that's the line it's like a startup lab it's like you know if somebody wants has an idea so it's what it's my consulting arm and my uh, web uh, web design arm and branding arm. Mm. So if you know someone says, "Hey, I, w- I have this great idea," so I'll you know I, I'll run the consulting side of the business through Ideago and uh, you know the web design and everything like that. So that's more of, uh, of a real business, mm-hmm. whereas the the from entrepreneur stuff is more of uh, just trying to help people, right? Uh, help them succeed. And you've also you've also got involved with something called Nextdoor as well. Yeah, Nextdoor, um, you, you, there's a couple episodes on it. I'll link to, uh, if people want to hear more. But mm-hmm. Nextdoor is, is, uh, was, uh, invented or created by Hanan Kaufman. And I'm, I have this close to be a co-founder of Nextdoor. And actually, he, he came to me originally. I was the, um, I had to help him launch it. And I came up with the name Nextdoor. I came up with the branding. I built the first website for them and did a lot of, uh, work with Hanan. And now it's phenomenal because we do, um, what, what Nextdoor is, is, is a, uh, an organization to help other organizations, Jewish organizations, either get started or to revamp themselves or to, uh, to help them succeed. So in terms of, you know, giving time, uh, for Chesed, you'll know, be able to work with Nextdoor and help other nonprofits succeed. First of all, you're creating penalties for people, but also whatever the mission of that nonprofit, you're getting a share in this list from helping. So, mm-hmm. and we had like, a, we have a phenomenal amount of uh experts that come in and help these nonprofits and we just had uh, an accelerator program we had uh two in Yerushalayim three for Yerushalayim one for men one for women and one for uh Roche Kolel uh and we also had a program in New York that was all very successful and so it's uh it's great to be part of that as well, well that's incredible any other projects that you're involved in as well I try, it's funny, I, I try not to, and especially with my <laughs> new project, which we should get to. We're going to get into uh, that. Yeah, yeah we're going to get into it next. But uh, between Ideago, Nextdoor, my web, my web design consulting, coaching, mm-hmm. podcast, um, book. my book, <laughs> the podcast show, uh, the podcast show, yeah. you know, the webinars, is that? right? So, and then my new startup. So I don't, and the fact that, you know, I, I, I learn, Baruchsham, I learn every morning for about an hour and a half and, uh, learn Dafyomi at night and so going how, to shore and like time, trying to spend time with How do you have time for, for, all, for all of this, Nachum? I mean, if you- I, it's, it's, it's actually right now it's at the point of uh, a little bit of insanity. So <laughs> okay. uh, I'm trying not to take, I'm trying to streamline the process a lot more, especially in the web design elements and, you know, so things that don't take up my own personal time. Like if I could stand, you know, if I could be as, uh, the visionary and branding part of designing a website, but then I have a team of people that I use to actually develop the website. So then, you know, my personal involvement may only be in an hour or two. 
mm. where this, the project may be a 30-hour project or a 50-hour project. It says one way, but I, I am cutting down because of my new startup. I am cutting down on the other stuff, finishing off some projects. Next door is a labor of love. And I guess right. when you're passionate and you just love what you're doing, it doesn't seem like work. Right. right. So, uh, so I'm sure you know that yourself. Yeah, 100%. And you're obviously very excited about your new startup. So let's get into that. It's called Book Like a Boss, which I absolutely love the name, Book Like a Boss. <laughs> I guess, t- tell us first of all, what, what is it and how did you come up with the idea for this? Okay, great. So Book Like, first of all, I didn't come up with the name. One of my partners, uh, W. Kowitz, actually came up with the name, which mm-hmm. is surprising because I'm always the one that comes up with great names. But yeah, well, we you, 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 would have, you would have probably come up with Book Like an Idiot or something, right? <laughs> Well, we, we came up, I mean, when we were brainstorming, I, you know, names, like we came up with like a list of like 50, 60 names. And then when he came up with this one, it was just like, yeah, that's awesome. Book like a boss. Boom. You know, that, yeah. that was great. So book like a boss is an all in one booking uh, system. Basically, it's, you get a webpage, bookme.name slash Nahum. Let's say that's my page. And you could come in and you could, uh, someone could come and they could book a, pa- uh, learn about you, book a package and pay for it all in one place. And it takes about 10 minutes to set up. And it was funny. I'll tell you how I came up with the idea. I was really twofold. One was, as I mentioned before, people were coming to me all the time for advice and I still have it. I get emails every, every week, uh, with people ask me for business advice and stuff. And I, ha- and I hate to turn people down, but at the same time, I want people to know that I have to charge for my time. And that I, 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 you know, I just can't give, um, one-on-one free advice anymore as mm-hmm. much as I, I want to. So I said, I wish there was a way. And I had, and I have websites. Like I have a WordPress website, you know, nachum.co, which tells about me and stuff and you know, people contact me. But I, I, but I wanted, you know, to say, Hey, this is what I do. And I charge my time and here book me for my time and pay me for my time. And that didn't exist. Of course, you know, I, and, and even though I knew, I knew about web development and, and, and WordPress sites, I, I don't know, cost of uh, laziness or whatever you want to call it. But even though there are uh, calendar apps that you can integrate into a WordPress site, but you'd have to integrate the calendar. Then you have to integrate payment systems. And then you have to integrate, you know, everything. And I said, you know what? I wish it was just a one page thing where I could just easily just send people to, which says what I do and allows them to book me and pay me all in one place. And it didn't exist. So at the same time that I'm thinking about this idea and I'm like, well, you know, and I'm wishing that it existed. I get an email from Rabbi Dan Roth from TorahLive.com. Oh yeah. I know Dan. Yeah, he's he's an awesome individual. What they do at Tor Live is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a there's a podcast episode with him also <laughs> from Entrepreneur, so I'm gonna I'll link to that. Cool. So he 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 sends me an email. Says, listen, my sister is a masseuse uh, out of Efrat, and she's looking for a one page, is an easy way to be able to take bookings for her business. And can you help her out with that? And I look at it and I see exactly what she needs. She's not technical. She wants something that's just easy, that tells you who you are, what you do, and to be able to. And it didn't exist. I said, you know what? I'm gonna do this. And at the same time, a close friend of mine. Uh, w. Kowitz, uh, he had j- just got freed up from um, a job that uh, didn't exactly work out, but that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually an incredible story that it, I can never tell. But <laughs> my son, <laughs> well, my son, he, he, uh, we were talking, and I said, I, you know, I have this idea. I think it would be great to do, and he, and he loved it, and we decided to do it together. Uh, and then we um, brought on uh, a designer, Lloyd Schroeder. Mm. who uh, I've been following for a couple of years. He's done f- some phenomenal design. And so the three of us became partners and uh, we just launched this uh, book like a boss. So, and it didn't, it doesn't exist yet. And now, I mean, now it does, but it's kind of like to me what linked, what LinkedIn should have been like what's LinkedIn became huge. And obviously they just sold for billions of dollars to, yeah. to Microsoft, but you know, you spend all this time getting people to come to your LinkedIn profile, but there's no call to action. Mm. Right. I said, you know what, what if, you know, here, you could read about the person, see photos of the person, see, and then see what are the services they offer and then book them. Right. And you could manage the whole process from this website. We give you a, and we, we want to make it easy because there's two markets, um, that we're actually going after. Okay. The first is the market of people that already have an existing business where they need to make appointments, whether it's real estate or electricians, plumbers, accountants, tutors, music teachers, personal chefs, whatever it is, people, people that want a way to be able to be booked, right? And they understand that. But then there's a whole nother shift in the market, but there's a whole nother thing going on, mm-hmm. right? Called side gigging and side hustling, mm. right? You look it up. You just do a search in Google for a side, uh, side hustle or for a side gig. And there's article after article coming out. People looking to make money on the side. Like Fiverr. How do I make money com. side? Like Uber drivers and Airbnb and, and this, fi- this like whole. Fiverr as well. Fiverr, right? Yeah. This whole movement of people trying to make some extra bucks because, you know, people are not able to make it on regular salaries and people want to have the dream to be able to build something on mm. the side on the while side. they're still getting their, their paycheck. Right. 
right? So this is the perfect tool for them. Right? Let's say a college kid, right? You have a college kid that can do tutoring. He could wash your car. He could walk your dog. He could, uh, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is he could do. But he's not going to build a website that says, "Hey, I could walk my dog," or I right, can. And right. he may have a Facebook page, or he may have. But what if there was an easy way for this college kid to say, "Hey, I do tutoring. I wash cars. Wow. I, I, I will walk your dog. I will, you know, I'll mow your lawn." It's a great right? idea. And that he could, he could put up the page and and uh, give the packages. This is what I charge, and he could collect money, you know, via PayPal or 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 a credit card, right? And he could get started and do this all in ten minutes. I said, what college kid would want to do that? So, so it was with that in mind. Also, the them? senior. What I'm sorry. How much would that cost uh, them to to well to, so to, to get started? It's actually absolutely free. Oh wow! You get started. We have three different plans. We have um what what we call our basic boss, small boss, and big boss plan, mm-hmm. and. You know, the, 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 we want people to get started and see the value in our software. So we, in the basic boss, there's no monthly fee. Right. Um, and we give you like five free, uh, bookings per month. So, so oh, five, I'm sorry, five free bookings. And once you see that, Hey, this is great. How easy it is. And you start getting some bookings. So then we'll charge you $2 per booking for every booking after those five free ones. Mm. And then of course we have plans at $8 and $15 with more features, unlimited bookings, etc. So, but also right. the other market, you know, talking about college kids, but the other thing was seniors, right? There are a lot of people out there in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s that have tremendous amount of knowledge. Right. So we wanted to create it. Maybe they want to share that knowledge. Maybe they want to give uh, lectures or they want to speak or they want to uh, do tutoring or uh, or give classes or whatever it is. And so we wanted to make it easy enough for older people uh, to, to use as well. And, you know, my team just did an uh, absolutely phenomenal job in bringing this to fruition. The, I mean, we just launched the beta version uh, just about a week ago. And, you know, I, I didn't even tell, we're not even telling that many people yet because we still have more features and we have a, we have a list of features and things we're going to be doing that's going to take us, you know, uh, a while to, to really fulfill. But can you share with it, us some of those features that, that are coming out? Do I want to tell all our secrets? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on, Nahum. Okay. So tease us a like, bit. So, uh, so one of the things, well, first of all, right now we only have the basic, the basic, uh, plan live, but in about a month or so, you'll be able to upgrade to the, uh, small boss and big boss. I love your and pricing structure, by the way, because who wants to be a small boss, right? Everybody wants to be a big boss. So exactly. It's great. Exactly. Great psychological, uh, pricing there. <laughs> very well done, Nahum. Well, that, that was the other thing. We wanted to also keep it very inexpensive. Like we, we could charge, people have already told us that we've gotten some feedback and said, Hey, you could charge a lot more for this. Mm. But we said, we, you know, we don't want to charge more. We want to have a lot of people using this because we have big ideas uh, for the future of where this is going to go with it. And so having a lot of people using it, um, is one of the things that we want. But that being said, uh, so we're going to be integrating Google Calendar and iCalendar. For the paid plans, that's coming out soon. We're also going to allow people to. Right now, it's only in dollars, but soon you'll be able to take shekels and uh, pounds and you know uh, multiple currencies. We have plans to translate it into other languages. Mm. So uh, those are some of the things that we're going to be working on. We're also going to have um, uh, discount coupons where you can you know you'll be able to see a list of your clients, people that have booked you, and you'll be able to instantly offer them discounts for future orders. Oh, wow, that's very smart. Yeah, and plus lots of stats. I mean, we have tons of stuff we're going to be putting in. Right now, it's funny because we're we're a small team. It's just the three of us right now. And it's incredible we were able to do in such a short period of time because really, David, you know, and, yeah. and Skudos, I mean, and Shroyd, uh, you know, uh, Lloyd is a phenomenal designer and it's so amazing to have him. But, but David is like really, I, I was so lucky to get him because he is one of the most phenomenal programmers I've ever, uh, I've ever worked with. And he is, he is so fast and so good. And he makes, and I, and I promise, I was just kidding with him the other day. He doesn't code with bugs. He doesn't mm-hmm. code with bugs. Like, and, and, it, and it's so true. And he did it super fast also. That from the time, you know, he, he, we calculate the hours. He was calculating the hours it took. It took him less than two and a half months to build this thing. Nah, really? Yeah. Wow. And, that, and, that is and super the funny fast. thing is we're all doing, like Lloyd has his customers. I have my customers and right. David has it, has his customers. So this is, it's funny. We were, this, this was a side hustle project for us on the side wow. to help other side hustlers. So nothing, I want to, I want to, I want to pick apart the process just for those listening who are either starting a business or want to really scale their business. Cause this looks like a perfect uh, model because it's extremely scalable. I love the fact that what you did was you partnered with two key partners who you needed to get on board in order to, so that you didn't need to invest a ton of money. Cause something like this would have cost you a, a packet to, to be able to, to, to do if you, if you didn't have them as partners on board. So I'm, I'm loving the whole business model. Can we go and really from the beginning of the process to go through, first of all, how long from idea to completion? How long was the whole process? 
So the whole pro, I mean, I came up with the idea probably about seven, eight months ago or so. I, I, I can check the email I got from Rabbi right. Dan Roth, you mm-hmm. know, to get the exact date. Although, okay. you know, this need, this personal need that I had has been going on for years. Right. Right. And, and I'm wanting a solution for it. But then when I got that email, it just said, Oh my gosh, you know, there's a, there's a real pain in the market that's not being filled. And I, that's when I started, um, researching like that was the first thing i did okay so let's go into that so you've got an idea okay and then you you go into researching how do you research the idea how do you know it's gonna it's gonna fly so the first thing i did was i, I searched for ca- uh for calendar apps on google mm-hmm. and whether it was uh apps that were made specifically for wordpress or it's apps for your for your uh for smartphones or uh websites that offered you calendar service and you know and so then you take like you know, you take the like top 30 and you go through them and you see what features they have. You see, do they offer you an easy way to create a website? And you, you know, you spend hours and hours and days researching and there was just nothing out there like it. Mm-hmm. They just didn't exist. And, you know, I've gotten very good at being able to research an idea and I, I saw that just didn't exist. Like, okay, you have Wix. Right. And you could build a Wix site. Right. And you could, and then you could integrate with different apps that they have. And they have mm-hmm. a, um, a calendar app. And then you, they, you could integrate payment processing. But there was, but even building a Wix site, you know, it could take you, um, you know, days or weeks to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not so, it's not as simple and it's not purpose. Like our, everything we're building, everything we're doing is to help you run your entire business. It's not just, Hey, you could take bookings, but it's, it's actually the, the things we're doing enables you to run your whole side gig or your whole full gig. Right? right. If this is a full-time business for you, we want to make it easy. So you see your stats, you see, you know, your bookings, you, you, uh, can run your whole, your, your whole business from this website. Okay. But no, and I want to ask didn't you, exist. I want to ask you two questions based on the researching. First of all, you mentioned that you spent a couple of weeks, uh, researching and sometimes it could take months. How long should a person really spend researching? Because I know people who they have an idea and they could spend years researching. And by the time they actually come out with the product, it's already, it's already too late. You know, I, I've- yeah. So I, I wouldn't do an overkill in the research because if you can't find a real solution in just a couple of days by spending a few hours uh, searching online, then either the solution doesn't exist or whoever did it is such a poor job of getting out there that there's a huge opportunity for you to get in and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So spending, I mean, spending years, that's just crazy. I mean, you got to be able to take action. You got to be able to move forward. You got an idea. You're pumped up about it. You know, you do research and you, and you see like nobody's doing it, right? So then you just got to move forward, right? Because right? if someone was doing it, and, and it was such a great idea, then you would probably have heard about it or in your, you know, hours of, of research, you would have come across it. Right. And if you didn't, then someone's doing something really, really wrong or just doesn't exist. Right. So in our case, it just didn't exist. There was like the one that comes close. I think there's an app for your iPhone that does everything, but it doesn't give you a website. It doesn't give you that, that web, that web presence. Mm. So, you know, there's pieces all around, but there was nothing that just made it simple and easy that you could set up in 10 minutes. And start taking bookings, you know, right away. Like a college right. kid is not going to use this iPhone app because it's made for a whole another industry. We're mm-hmm. making this side hustle software. We're making this for, you know, partly uh, 50% of, of our target market is this new wave of people looking to make money on the side. And there was nothing targeting them. Right. I also find that a lot of people out of fear, they, they overanalyze and they, they, they sit in research mode for way too long because they're too scared to launch. And they use that as sort of like, you know, they're pulling the covers over their, over their head. They just don't want to face it. They don't, they're, they're too scared to. So, I mean, I would just say as well, practical advice for those listening is to really give yourself a deadline, like, like mark a, date in your calendar when you are going to launch like when i when me and nochem were, were gonna uh, i was gonna launch my podcast show you know i said to myself in two weeks i'm coming out with the first episode and in fact not only that but i made myself accountable because i told people about it so when you've got an idea right you know, <laughs> i remember you did you tell that. people you tell people <laughs> by the way guys I'm starting, I'm launching this new product or this new service and it's coming out and it's going to be available March 22nd, boom. Now you've got to produce. And so even if you're scared, you're going to have to do it. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention as well, Nochum, is that just because there are competitors out there already doing what you're doing doesn't mean that your, your idea can't grow and that you can't scale it into a successful business because at the end of the day, there's... There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of doctors and lawyers and real estate agents. And, you know, so 
you have to, t- I guess, test the, the, the size of the market as well as how much competition there is in the market. But moving on, so after Wait, Before we do, I just want, I want yeah. to make a comment on that because I think that is a very important point. Mm-hmm. And that is that, dep- that, first of all, and you'll read about it in my book, and I talk about how coming up with something like, you know, when you have an idea and you want to be successful on it, right? This world works, I'll be there, Chateva. Right? Hashem, you know, we try, Hashem tries to run things as much as possible without open miracles. Right, that's the, how, how he created the world. So I'll be there You have to have the idea has to be a clee that can become successful in a big way if you want to have a, a big success. Right. So obviously, all success is all from Shemaim. All failures are all from Shemaim. You just have to do your your stylus and put in the put in your best effort. Right. So if you so, but if you want to make uh, create a project that's going to hopefully make millions of dollars, you're not going to be able to do that by selling shoelaces door to door. It's just not scalable. There's not enough profit margins. It's not going to work. Right. So you have to create a, um, a, a proper clee that can, that can do that. So you're right. In this industry, you know, there could, you know, technically, even if there was five other competitors doing exactly what we're doing, but we don't, you know, everybody has their own different way, their own niche, their own version, their own look and feel. It's, this, this is a huge market. People that are looking to make money on the side or people that are looking to take bookings is a huge industry. Industry, mm-hmm. But the fact that there's already, you know, you know, there's 50 other companies that are offering booking services and, and apps and calendar apps and stuff, but just not everybody's doing it the same way we're doing. But even if they were, you're right, there is a huge market out there. And, and really, you know, uh, there's there's room for multiple people to be successful. The other point I just want to make on that also is Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn. And I've quoted him before on this. He says, if you launch too, if you're not embarrassed from your first launch, then you launch too late. Mm. Right. Because going back to what you said about people uh, having the fear, don't have fear. You got to move forward. And I talk about this in my book as well. Don't be don't be afraid. Just go out and do. Right. So and don't worry about what other people say. And I think that's helped me because in my whole life, I never cared about what anybody said. I didn't care what my teacher said. I didn't care what I just did what I felt was best for me. And so as an entrepreneur, that's actually helped me because you do need thick skin sometimes because you, there is a lot of rejection right. and there's some, and sometimes there's failures. Every right. successful entrepreneur has failed in the past. It's just no such thing as, I shouldn't say no such thing. Maybe there's right. you know a handful that's been successful in their first attempt. But yeah. there, there are VC firms out there that won't invest in somebody that hasn't failed before. And Gary Vaynerchuk also always talks about failing and, and how good it is to fail. But the real failing is if you don't learn from what, from how you failed. And the truth is this company, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes in the, in the past and I've learned a lot from them. What I did with this company was everything I've learned and everything I talk about in my book, I'm using for Book Like a Boss. Mm. So like uh, I'm eating my own, what do they call eating your own uh, cheesecake? <laughs> I, it's definitely not cheesecake, but it's not, it's not cheesecake. You're on the you're on the li- you're on the right oh, line. Oh, eating my own dog food. I think. Yeah, that's... eating your own dog food. I never understood that because I don't eat dog food. But right, whatever, I also don't know. eat dog food. Maybe that's why I came up with cheesecake. So after but... the research, after the research stage, Nachum, what was next? What was the next thing? Okay, now you know that the idea is a solid idea and it's got legs and you've got your date to launch. Right? What's the next step? So. So first of all, the, the date to launch thing wasn't – yeah, you set guidelines and you set goals and when you're t- speaking to your team because everybody wants to stay motivated. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to have passion for the idea. But it was funny because as I got this email from uh, from uh, Rabbi Dan's sister, right, it, it was at around the same time that David became available. And so it was just like tremendous shkachapratis. So it's just like how amazing how Hashem works. They just, it's all about timing and it, and Hashem just put it together. So like, and, and I talk about this in my book also. You have to understand what your weaknesses are. And once you understand what your weaknesses are, you know what you need, you know, that you may need someone to make up for that. And whether that's taking in a partner or taking or uh, hiring somebody. And I go through this in detail in my book, you know, about the the pros and cons of, of every uh every stage and what you should do and how you should do it uh, but you know David is somebody I've worked for in the past and he's his uh, integrity is a thousand percent and his skills are a thousand percent and he's somebody I enjoy as a person and as a friend right. so it was just it was just great timing and it just worked out well and then you know after we got started. I'd say probably about three months in the process, we said, hey, we need a designer. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I want to build a solid team here because the foundation of any successful company is the team and the people behind it. And so I, I said, I didn't, we could have hired a designer, you know, uh, you know, from, uh, Upwork or someone local. But we said, you know, what? I want, we want somebody that's going to be part of this. And it's funny. The day we met with Lloyd, was the day he just finished, uh, he was working for Greensmoke as a consultant for, I think, six months or so. 
they had a going away party for him, and we met him right after the going away party for Greensmoke. Wow. That in the same restaurant. Like they, he finished his thing and he came over to our table and he loved the idea. And we saw that he was like the perfect person. Uh, and his design skills are, are, are unbelievable. And there's always going to be, you know, ongoing design work and, and, and marketing, uh, stuff. So, right. So after the research stage, you, you, so now you you're have saying to, you build the team. team. You build the team around that. You build the team. And you also, you start building. Right. right? So the first thing, like, Dove, you know, I have to take, uh, you know, I have, I have to write out my vision to Dove. Dove is a phenomenal, uh, programmer. But I had to, I had to tell him what to program. And I said, this is how it's going to work. And this is how, you know, step A, step B, what's the process? What's the idea? What's the vision? And I actually have audio recordings. I've done where I got pumped up and excited and I would just record like a 10, 15 minute audio thing that I would then send to Dove and send to Lloyd just going over my, uh, my vision just so that everybody gets, understands like where we're heading, what the direction right. is. You talk about and, a vision, Nochum, but did you put together like a, an, a, a proper business plan with a spreadsheet with, uh, five year no, goals abso- and projections absolutely. and all that stuff that a lot of people seem to do? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Mm. And that's one of the things I'm doing differently this time as well is that I've done the dog and pony show and I've done the PowerPoints and the going Going yeah. after investors and the yeah. projections—it's all—it's all, it's all uh, to me a bunch of garbage. Yeah, I said, you know what? Just don't don't talk about it. Don't you know? Write it. Just do it. Just do and it. This is, this is one of the things that we did with this company is that I refuse. We we self funded it. You know, in the beginning for sure. You know, uh, to, to get us to the stage where that we're at, mm-hmm. right? And we we didn't write a business plan. I'm not into writing business plans. And first of all, I, I, when it comes to Excel docs, I'm horrible. I, I mean, that's one of the yeah. things I I don't like the details. I'm not a detail person. I'm a visionary yeah. person. I'm an idea person. I'm a you know a team builder person, a marketer. You know, go out and do and build and create. And that, that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I love to do. Mm. I love and the so, whiteboards. You know, those whiteboards. I love whiteboards. You just you know draw a plan up on a whiteboard and then boom. Ready to go. No, so, so it all started. Dove and I, we just started going back and forth. We, you know, I guess it was a lot. We, we both daven in the same place. So we would meet for like 15 minute meetings after davening. And then obviously we would, we'd spend a lot of time Skyping and going back and forth. And Dove just start, he's such a pro. Dove, Dove is, is a rare, is very rare because not only is he a phenomenal programmer, but he's also a product manager and a project manager. So, so like, I don't need that guy in between. He could just manage the whole process himself and he'll take my ideas and he'll structure it himself and what steps to take. And he, and he's just, again, I can't speak highly enough about him. He's just uh, a phenomenal guy. To, I've been blessed, blessed to have someone on board like him, blessed to have someone like Lloyd on board. And I can't wait, you know, as we're looking to build out the rest of our team, um, I can't wait, you know, I'm, I'm looking, we're not just, you know, I'm, we're going to be taking hiring very, very seriously. Right. But, uh, it, it, it cause, cause a team is foundation. And it's, again, this comes from a lot of mistakes I've made in the past. In, in, in other businesses and other areas that, you know, and again, as I go through my book, you know, be, be careful who you take in as partners and be careful, uh, you know, who you take in as, as investors and know what your goals are and know how to go after them and be passionate. And that's why I'm, I'm you know, I'm not just preaching about my book because I want people to buy it, although I do <laughs> want people to buy it. Right. But it's really, I mean, the feedback I've gotten from people, and then I'm not talking about friends, I'm talking about people that, that have gone to stores and bought it has been phenomenal. I'm getting emails every day now from people saying that it was really great, really encouraged me. You, you say it how it is. I had a friend of mine, uh, who I, uh, uh who bought a copy and he says to me I, a guy comes into my into my um into my office he's a therapist and he sees the book and he picks it up and he just drops it down and and so my friend my friend ellie behar he says why why'd you just uh drop it down like that he says ah i don't need these books you know Ami Magazine, Mishpacha, and all these <laughs> things. Whenever they talk about entrepreneurship, they always talk about how great it is and how exciting it is and being passionate about it and stuff, yeah. but they don't tell you the real side of it. That's right. And Ellie says, pick up the book again. That's exactly what the book is not. The book tells you and goes through the details of the risks that are involved and what you have to be careful for and what you have to watch out for, and that four out of five businesses end up failing. Right. And, and entrepreneurship is not for everybody. That's exactly what the purpose of the book is. And in a way, I am trying to scare off people because, you know, I, I don't want to see people lose money or spend time or, or again to fights with family members that they borrowed money from that they couldn't pay back because, you know, they just, it was just the wrong idea or they just didn't do the, do the proper steps. So that's really, you know, you know, why, why I'm in love with the book so much. My people, the feedback has been so great about it. Right. Amazing. And so you built this team, you've got the product, you've done the market research, you've had the idea. What's the next step after the, after you've built the team and you, and you built up the product? Well, then you mean, then you, you launch. <laughs> terms of, well, I know, but I'm saying in terms of marketing it, how did you get it out there? 
Oh, so I mean, so again, we haven't started started that process yet. The one thing I did is that, like, I've been aching. Like, I'm a marketer and I'm a visionary, and, and it, it, you know, I hate and I have no patience for anything. Unfortunately, it's one of my chesarons that I don't have a lot of patience. So, like, I just want to get this out there, mm-hmm. and I kept telling David, "We got to get it out. We got to get it out." And originally, we were not going to launch it until um, we had all three plans uh, working. But after the first, after the basic plan was working, I said, "You know what? That's it. I got to tell some people. I, I just can't handle it anymore." Plus, the feedback we want from our initial people is is so important you know the first we actually have have like a five-stage launch process okay take us through that okay so the first stage is 10 people just send it to 10 people people that you trust people that you know and just say what is your initial feedback do you understand what we do from the website uh, you know what do you think of it go through the process what's the feedback and through that we actually got tremendous uh, things that we may have missed or maybe that, that you know, because we're so into it, so we understand things, but there were things that we tweaked be, because people weren't uh, getting it exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So so, so after that first 10, then we did it to, to another 10 people or another 20 people, I should say. And then we got more feedback. And after that, and we made some tweaks, I said, you know what? You know, in about mid-September, in about another month from now, we'll have all the um, – uh, all the options we'll have a lot more features going probably less than that mm-hmm. but we'll have um all the plans working and uh and uh probably more currencies and and stuff like that but in uh but i couldn't wait anymore i said i said david i said i'm lo- i'm telling people i said i can't hold back anymore right, and right. so i did this one live video uh facebook live video i guess about four days ago and from that like we got like another 40 50 signups wow and again it, it wasn't really marketing it. i didn't really want people to start marketing it or i just wanted like my core people that that you know view my content to to get their feedback and again you know just posting something on facebook doesn't mean you're targeting your market obviously mm-hmm. it's not but i i wanted more people to give us feedback and a lot of people you know took us up on that and you know launched the site and gave us feedback. And I'm so grateful to them because they're, you know, I talk about it in the book, get feedback from people, learn what people want, learn, see, uh, you know. But what's very interesting, Nachum, about the way you did it was you sent it to just 10 people. A lot of people, when they launch, they just go all out and they send it to, to their whole list, their whole. Big mistake. It's a Why? big mistake. Why because do you, that? Because you want to make sure that what you're, if, if you have 10, if you send it to 10 people and seven out of 10 say something, then that means if you send it to a hundred people, that means 70 people are going to have a negative view of what you're mm, doing. Right. Right. So that, that, that would be foolish to do, you know, just, you know, get the feedback, tweak, make sure that, you know, when you're the first experience in the first, you know, look that the, that the potential customer uh, has, and we're not going after customers right, right now. I didn't launch, like I'm purposely holding back. Like obviously I'm involved in different groups. And I have connections with, with big people in the industry, in the entrepreneurial industry or, or in the side gigging industry. And, but I'm not telling them about it yet because I don't want them to see it yet. But if people, you know, if you go through this process and you make the tweaks and you see what people are saying, so it, it's, it's so valuable to us. Right. So we're doing that and then we're launching. And as we're doing that, we're getting ready for our, our next launch. So in about September, we're going to like phase three of our launch, which is a hundred people, mm. just a hundred people. That's in September. And those 100 people are going to be actually people that we feel – 50 of them will be people that, that we feel are, uh, are looking for a side gig. And 50 of them will be people that already have a business that may be looking for a solution such as this. Okay, so for those listening right now that want to be part of that, those first 100, uh, what do they need to do? You know what? You could just you could sign up today. Just go to booklikeaboss.com and it's live and you could sign up for an account. And you were, obviously, we're going to be updating everybody as new features come out and uh, et cetera. But – so I guess those are listening. If you want to be part of 100, you can be part of 100 today. Although Amazing. we're not going, we're not going after you today. Right. Uh, right. But, but, uh, I, I but hope feel free still, to sign up. You still feature me on the on the front page, right? Nothing. Oh yeah, you look great. You make our okay. whole website. Oh, you know? Okay, okay, great. <laughs> you know, you know, what I find truly inspiring, and and this is, I think, one of the biggest lessons that that I take home is that you've been doing a lot of things, right? You've been running a podcast, you've written the book, you've been doing the webinars, you've been building your email list, and now you've finally got the product that's that's the multi-million dollar opportunity. This is like the scalable business. There's no, there's no ceiling here. You can go all the way. And what's exciting is that you don't even need to spend a dollar on marketing because just your existing audience that you've built up, the trust, they, they like you, they know you, they trust you. You, you, you've got unlimited resources. You've got a huge network. And I think what, what I would take as somebody who's listening to this, to this podcast is that it's so crucial to start building your list. Building your audience is your biggest asset. 1000%. And I actually, I, I did a podcast episode called Networking, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which I'll link to as well. Mm. Um, but I also, and it's also, I talk about networking in my book. And you're right, like, you know, 
I, I and I I just gave um you know a presentation to Nextdoor on uh, on branding and on networking and, and and how important it is and and it's so true because even if you don't and also treating people with respect and and and, and being good to people you know and because you never know when they're first of all it's just mental kind it's just derech Torah to do things <laughs> right. nice and to be a good person right right but it, but always comes back you know in, in the future mm. so uh, you know. I, Interestingly, I just did a solo episode on my podcast also, um, which is, which I share the six steps to rapidly growing your network. So if, if the, if the listeners want to check that out as well. Um, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely link to it in, in the uh, show notes. Very cool. Just before we wrap up, uh, this incredible episode, uh, Nahum, what would be your, I guess, your number one advice to, to those listening that are starting or growing their business? What would be your, your number one advice to them that all, of all the things you've learned, what, what's, uh, what's stuck out for you? So two two things. One, I want to backtrack just on one on one point because I think it's uh, super important. You said mm-hmm. about this million dollar idea and, and yeah. it could be make make millions and stuff like that. So one of the things I've learned and and I'm, I was I've done a lot of hype, you know, in my years because I I I've, I've always get excited about a project and and stuff and they all haven't always uh, succeeded. You know, even with Mianzi, which was you know such a painful episode for me. Right. I, I learned so much from it, but I was I, I didn't I didn't want to. A hype anymore. So with this company, I, and I told David and I told Lloyd and, uh, I don't, I don't, I wasn't necessarily planning on saying this, but just, I told them, I said, listen, our goal is not to make millions of dollars. Our goal is to get 10,000 clients, paid clients in a year. That's what our goal is. Don't think about the big visions. Don't think about the exits. Don't think about the VCs coming after you that I said, you know, what? we're going to do this. We're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy doing it and we're going to, you know, and, and our goal and our focus is just going to be to get to 10,000 paying clients, right? So, you know, with the, with that motivation, with that in mind, it sort of brings us down to earth. So that, that's, that was, that's a very important point. I don't want, you know, don't be careful of, of, of hyping things up too much and getting too excited because then when you, if you do fail, which is more likely than not, Although everything is obviously is minishamayim, you don't want to uh, get too burnt out. So that's number one. Number two, in answering your question, I think, and that is what this is what is the whole essence of being a from entrepreneur, right? Being a from entrepreneur means that you know that everything, everything is 100% from a kaddish baruch hu, right? If you think working that extra hour instead of learning the daf is going to make you more successful, it's simply not true. If you think making an extra sales sales call instead of calling your mother and just asking her how she is, and you're going to be more successful from that. It's just not true. Hashem gave us guidelines, and this is actually this is also the other main reason. I, I'm surprised I didn't say this earlier about the book. Is that in my uh, 25 years of being an entrepreneur, I've, people I've seen entrepreneurs, Jewish from entrepreneurs, that have this attitude of you know that's not how business is done, or this is how business is done, and they don't realize that there's halachas, tons of halachas involved. You know, for example, you have to pay somebody on time. Mm. Right. And I go and I go into some of these stories in the book. Well, if you don't have, you know, if you have if you need money for marketing and it comes to expenses, not paying somebody on time. Well, because you because how quote unquote business works is that you need that money for marketing. You're doing the wrong thing. Right. Right? And I've seen and I've seen people that have broken contracts, you know, uh, in, investors that have done that, that look like the most Erlich Yidin. And, and sadly, they're just not. Right. They just don't follow Derech Torah. And, you know, so even though you may be successful in business, if you don't follow Derech Torah, it's coming at an expense. There's no such thing as a free ride. There's no such thing as, as not doing things correct according to, to what Hashem wants and still being successful. It's wow. just you, you maybe you, you know if you if you're you become very successful here, it's going to be taken out from your world to come, right? And that and 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 it, there, there's always a cheshbon. There's no such thing as tricking the system. The system is Hashem is perfect. The Torah is perfect. There's rules and regulations for every step and every process of our life. And the sooner we learn that, and the sooner we implement that into our businesses, the more chances of success not only in this world but in the world to come. Well said. Nochum, this has been an incredible episode, very inspiring as well as practical, and I'm sure now your audience has got to know you better. Thank you for letting me pick your brain, and now you've inspired me to go call my mother. So, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, thank you again for taking your time. I know that you're also uh, busy with uh, incredible projects and things that are going on. So thank you for taking the time. And guys, please check out DanielGeffen.com. Check out his show, Can I Pick Your Brain? Which, did I come up with the name or did I just come up with the branding for it? It it was my name. Don't steal it, okay? All right, all right, all right, fine. But I did help you with the branding. Yeah, you would have called it Can I Pick Your Idiot Brain? So I'm glad you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, thank you so much. Thank thank you you to my whole audience and, uh, Till the next episode. Thank you for listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with Nahum Kligman. We 
hope you learned something valuable and will share this with your friends. For show notes, archives of previous episodes, and more information to help you start and grow your business, please visit our website, www.fromentrepreneur.com. Listen, learn, be Masliak.